but I really like him. I think his strategy and his his guidance is is ex- excellent. It suits the majority of people, if, if not all. I think out of all the uh, influencers or financial gurus, if you want to call them that, that I have listened to or come across, his uh, guidance is the one that's the most foolproof. Mm. It's the one that's the most foolproof and works for everybody. Um, unlike some of the other people that may say, hey, you know, Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance related and all things related to finance. This is your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you? Yes, yes, Peter. I'm very well. I'm very good. I'm still recovering from uh, a lad's trip. We went to uh, have a little stag for one of my close friends and uh, yeah, my voice sounds a bit gone, <laughs> so I'm recovering. Uh, but yeah, it was really <laughs> nice to get away uh, to to the city of Prague for for a good friend's uh, uh, stag do. Come on, come on. That friend's Quakey. We've had him on the episode, on the podcast before, man. Shout we out have. to Quakey. Yes, we have. We have. Um, we talked about Change for Ghana. Yeah. Um, and of course, he's a chef. Um, he does catering as well. So it'll be very, very good for our uh, listeners to go back and check out that episode uh, and give Quakey um, some support for what he does in the community as well. Come on, come on, come on. Massive shout out to Quakey. And Jax, man, sounds like you've been on about 50 trips this year, man, but I love it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it feels that way. I mean, uh, yeah, this is the fifth country I've been to in, in less than 12 months. So, yeah, it has nice. been quite uh, intense on the pockets. But, you know, uh, if I'm brutally honest, it, it, it wasn't something I had planned, but... Um, sometimes you can go a tiny bit of budget as long as you have um, the ability to recover from from that Um, and of course if you can actually you know actually afford it and not use debt for it absolutely absolutely man um now thanks for sharing jacks Um, massive shout out to our listeners man wherever you are we appreciate you and we see you man today's episode um you know, on the, on the on this podcast, Walk Finance, um, we talk a lot about, of course, personal finance. And sometimes from time to time, we we share about our own journey. And when I say we, I mean myself, Peter and uh, Jax. Um, and, you know, in, in that journey, there's many routes that we've had to take. Um, and we, that we've experienced a lot of um, influences um, in that journey as well. Some negative less negative i would like to say particularly in the last four to five years i'll say and then a lot of positive influences um and those influences can come in the shapes of books um videos people around you etc now Jax, um and uh, i'm assuming you're definitely in agreement one of you know our major in- influences and um, definitely for me and particularly as i started my financial journey many years ago um, and not just for me, but many and thousands of people, um, if not millions all over the world, was a chap called Dave Ramsey, or is a yeah. chap called Dave Ramsey, um, who, in my opinion, um, I mean, I, I don't listen to him as much now because I've I've soaked in, you know, his his um the knowledge that he shares so much over the years. Um, but Mr. Dave Ramsey, man, and Jax, you're no stranger to that name. Oh, absolutely. No, I think Dave Ramsey uh, was someone I actually came across quite late, actually. And interestingly, it was it, I had already kind of formed what my kind of steps were to, to financial independence before even coming across um, Dave Ramsey's baby steps. And I was so excited to find out that there was some uh, there was a lot of correlation between the two which means I was doing something, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, I really like Dave Ramsey. And I know he's got lots and lots of supporters. Like you said, he has 
you know, influenced millions of people. And he does get some people that have a go at him because of his strategy. But I really like him. I think his strategy and his, his guidance is, is ex excellent. He suits the majority of people, if, if not all. I think out of all the uh, influencers or financial gurus, if you want to call them that, that I have listened to or come across, his uh, guidance is the one that's the most foolproof. Mm. It's the one that's the most foolproof and works for everybody. Um, unlike some of the other people that may say, hey, you know, do this, no money down deal, et cetera, et cetera. So I really, I really like Dave Ramsey. And I think what I really like about him as well is his no-nonsense approach. Mm. Um, I think it is really, really in line with how I like to see things. I don't really like to, uh, I'm a bit of a no-nonsense person myself. So um, I really like the fact that he gets straight to the point um, and he says it exactly how it is. And and that no-nonsense approach, I think it's really deep-rooted in being true and honest with yourself. So he skips past the, the somewhat naivety we can... <laughs> place on our own selves in certain occasions and he just gets straight to the point as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know the truth of the matter is sometimes people need that mm. almost a uh, father figure who can mm. tell so um in my opinion especially men <laughs> who can yeah. just tell you look i think what you're doing is nonsense let's get straight to the point this is what you're doing it's wrong you know it's wrong and i'm going to tell you it's wrong and this is how we can do it but i also like the fact that he is a christian and he also mm. does it out of love as well that's it. Absolutely. Um, you know, bases his principles on scripture. And as you said, definitely out of love. And, you know, with Dave Ramsey, one of the reasons why he's become so popular, not just in recent times, he's been, I mean, you can go on YouTube and you can see him doing interviews from the nineties, even when he looks much more younger than he is now, actually. But, um, you know, one of the reasons why he's quite popular is because um, over the past few decades he's developed these principles which is all about um building um financial security but going into financial peace um and um achieving financial freedom and he's called these steps uh, the baby steps which some of us have heard in different ways actually we might not have heard it as dave ramsey's baby steps but we've heard it in different ways um depending on where you are in the world he's of course in the U uh, in the usa but you know, his steps are used worldwide, including over here in the, U in the UK. Um, and these baby steps, I mean, millions of people have testified just how useful it's been for them um, to be able to achieve financial freedom or at least um, achieve certain steps um, on the way to financial freedom. And with the steps, it's, you know, quite straightforward. Um, we feel which we're going to go into and the purpose of this episode is going to actually look at these um, baby steps um, break them down a bit not spend too much time on it but also spend a chunk of time just sharing our thoughts on these um, baby steps um, and is it something that you know we feel everyone can uh, you know attempt to apply particularly you know if you're not in the USA for example but Jax how does that sound? Yeah, that sounds really good. And uh, one thing I think uh, has made Dave Ramsey um, very popular, aside from the fact that he has impacted millions of people, is the fact that he has this personality where he does go on these rants. <laughs> and some of those rants are absolutely entertaining. I find it so entertaining. It's, it's so interesting to see. 
Um, so yeah, but apart from that, look, it's not just about entertainment. Um, it's about the fact that he has developed these uh, baby steps, which I think is absolutely amazing because what I find with people generally is a lot of people just want a structure to follow, mm. right? Um, it's not just about inspirations and motivations. It's about putting things into practice. And again, what people like to do is to have a structure where they can move from one step to the other. And I absolutely love the fact that he called it baby steps mm. because it shows how possible it is and, and the fact that it is not this extremely difficult thing to achieve. It's just one step at a time as you grow into your financial journey and finally achieve financial peace. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So my let's let's get straight into it and to really look at what these baby steps are. Um and yeah, um just yeah, break things down a tiny bit and then we can just share our views as well. So um and with these baby steps, it really starts from the beginning, usually if you have nothing quite in depth and all of that stuff as well. So baby step one for Dave Ramsey is save a thousand dollars for your starter emergency fund. Oh, I like that. So, you know, uh, I've, I've come across some people that say things like, oh, a thousand pounds as an emergency fund is not enough. And I think what they miss is this is a starter emergency fund. OK, it's not the full emergency fund. We'll come across that a bit later. And I think it's great. Um, I think the reason why it's great is because a thousand pounds is or a thousand dollars is what Dave Ramsey says, but we're transferring it into, into pound sterling is a nice round number that you can work towards. And I think um, from watching him, what he said is, you know, when he first started doing this, Peter, he went straight to paying off debt. Mm. He went straight off to paying off debt because, of course, we know that debt is almost like the the disease that really sucks out your your financial uh, journey. What he found out, some people will start paying off debt, but then something crazy will happen or something, Mm. an emergency will take place. And then they will have to use debt again to finance that cost. Mm. And so what he decided to do was to create or, or, you know, instigate this, this new starter emergency fund so that, you know, as you are paying down debt, um, if something happens, you have this starter emergency fund to take care of that problem as you pay down debt. So I really like it. Um, and, and what about you, Pierre? Now I love that because, you know, how many how many times, you know, for, and I can imagine listeners just nodding their head to this saying, yes, I've, I remember when I used to try and pay down debt, but then something else just keeps happening. And then one month I can't pay it down as much or I have to almost um, not pay it not put money into paying down that debt because something else has happened. So having that starter emergency fund, so it's not your full emergency fund, just something there, you know, here in the UK, if it's like £800 or so aside, just in case something happens, that's just brilliant. And we we find out more time than often, something does happen, especially when you're going through financial struggles. Yeah, and I remember there was a time where... um we invited um, a special guest, a good friend of mine, Rowan in Spain, and she was talking about mm. her um, kind of paying down debt journey. And she said, you know, as she was paying down debt, she was doing well, and then all of a sudden something would happen and it would actually, you know, cause her to have to dip into her savings or dip into, uh, you know, the same thing that caused her to get into debt in the first place. And so it is a real life thing. It is really, really a real thing. I think my view on whether we should be, you know, using this as a, as a guide is as you probably guess i think it is a good guide i think it is good to have that round number that you you know you aim for uh the emergency fund should be saved in 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 you know a normal savings account you're not trying to invest that you're not trying to take any risk with that one thousand uh dollars or pounds um he says you can even have it as cash 
Mm. Um, in an envelope as well. That's that's something we don't really care about inflation at this stage. Remember, this is a starter emergency fund, and I will go as far as saying that you know, uh, you may not even need to go up to a thousand dollars or pounds. You can have a starter emergency fund of half of that, which mm-hmm. is five hundred pounds or five hundred dollars, which also can serve as a good starter emergency fund. Yeah, and and I think it, you know, you you kind of have to take a a judgment call on you know when emergencies what are some of the emergencies that can actually happen in that month so to speak um or whenever um for you to require to to dip into that money and roughly how much would it be the general things for me for example will probably be something wrong with the car whilst yeah. I'm driving and is it going to cost me a thousand pounds there and there probably unlikely not um obviously long-term issues can cost more than that but in terms of sorting out the actual issue that emergency right there and then probably not so it's about taking that judgment call but yeah I, I, I'm definitely in agreement 500 to a thousand pounds offending on your lifestyle and yeah looking at all the risks I definitely agree with that yeah um and um you called out uh Veronia Spain who we had on um just a shout out to her and um the episode that we did for our listeners if you haven't heard that was episode 127 and episode 128 um and she talks a lot about you know just the steps that she's taken off and she talks a bit about how she paid off 16,000 pounds of debt off and went into just mega saving as well. And we talk about different saving techniques, which we've actually received quite some bit of feedback around, you know, how they found that episode and some of the saving techniques, like even using sinking funds that people were not aware of and how useful it is um, and has been for them. So do check out that episode, episode 127 and 128 um the next step so um there's seven baby steps the next step so after you've saved your starting emergency fund um of a thousand dollars um the next step which is baby step two is pay off all debt except the house using the debt snowball yep yep so so what we're trying to do now now that we've got our starter emergency fund is we are looking to pay down debt uh, we are looking to get rid of that thing that has caused us misery and depression for so long. And we're going to be intentional um, and intense about it. He calls it a gazelle intensity. We're going to be intense and we're going to really, really attack this debt um, aside from um, the house, the, the mortgage, basically, because um, as we know, mortgages are usually the cheapest form of debt. Is usually the biggest form of debt and of course it may be more difficult to get rid of this um especially at stage two right so yeah i agree i, th- I think that is the, the second stage i think you know most people see that as the first stage but as we said earlier um if if you if you don't have a starting emergency fund that can really you know slow you down when you are trying to pay off debt but yeah definitely he talks about using the the snowball effect yeah so the snowball method is a method where, you know, if you have multiple uh, types of debt, you list them all out uh, and start with, starting with the smallest debt uh, to the biggest. And then you create this budget, but then you attack the smallest debt first, right? You you attack the smallest debt with an amount of money and you, you do so to build momentum. That is the key thing. You build momentum. Essentially, this is a behavior thing. Mm. Uh, mathematically may not make make the most sense because you may think hey i want to pay off the debt that has the highest interest or the biggest debt first but what he says is uh pay off the smallest one um and then when you pay it off you you take that money you was using and you move on to the next one and you go through that building block and again the key thing here is to build momentum 
Now, my views on this is that I think it's great. I think it is the, the best way to go, generally speaking, for the average person, especially if you are someone who has a variety of debt um, and have struggled with that for a long time. You definitely need to uh, build the behavior and the momentum of paying down debt. But what I would say as well is that uh, there are some people that may not have a variety of debt, may just have a couple. Mm. And the difference between the two types of debt is quite large. So let's say the interest on one could be, I don't know, 29.99 APR, whereas another could be 5%. In that scenario, what I believe is you probably want to focus on the biggest one first, which is the avalanche method. But what I would say again is it really comes down to you, the individual, um, and and what, what works for you. But I do believe for... 80% of people that do have quite a bit of debt, the debt snowball is the right way to go. What do you think, Peter? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that. And, you know, um, just even on that point around the avalanche method, given, um, depending where you are in the UK, just given the environment we are in with interest rates just creeping up high. So even, you know, the interest rates that you're seeing on credit cards and stuff like that, that might also be something to be wary of as well. Um, particularly if you have one or two debts and one is significantly higher than the the other you know avalanche method you know might be a good option but I think the important thing around with these baby steps and the reason why Dave Ramsey has become so popular and for anyone that's listening you can just type in Dave Ramsey on YouTube um, and you can listen to what he says but he talks a lot about money being behavioral um it's not a, a mathematical problem he always says if it was a mathematical problem um you won't get you know accountants in financial issues <laughs> You won't yeah. get money people in financial problem. A lot of our reasons why we have issues with money is because of our behaviors and the debt snowball, which is something I actually used in, in, in my earlier days of my financial journey is great for building that momentum is great for building that encouragement. You feel like, well, okay, I paid off this small thing, which was, I don't know, a hundred pounds a month as an example. Now I paid it off. I can now use that hundred pounds to put onto the other minimum payments that I was paying on the next biggest debt. So let's say that was a 50 pounds I was paying before I can now start paying 150 pounds on the next biggest day and you just see it literally attacking it aggressive you mentioned Jack's the gazelle um movement also if you think of that in terms of what the gazelles um, actually do when you watch them on them wildlife channels it's just aggressive and that's what I love about it yeah yeah gazelle intensity is what they call that's it, it. Gazelle it's so intense to get rid of uh this thing that's really trying to ruin your financial future and you mentioned it. You have to look at it that way, Jax, man. It's something that is taking your peace. It's putting you into misery. It's um, causing depression. It's causing all these things and causing people to suffer in silence. You have to attack that thing. You can't let that thing take over you. Um, and it's not as easy as that, but that's the intensity we got to approach and look at it. That is, this is not supposed to be part of my everyday life. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I think you know, one thing I do like about Dave Ramsey uh, is the fact that, um, and his whole, you know, movement is really about financial peace. Um, and so, you know, the fact that we can, you know, get rid of this thing that keeps us up at night um, is is actually the thing that can move us towards a, a place in life where we are at peace with our finances. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so baby, uh, baby step two is, of course, yeah, paying off all of our debt. Um, and really attacking that and, and notice that these are steps right so it's not about doing the steps at the same time you know we've done baby step one we've only focused on that 
then we've gone on to whilst obviously if you've got debt you're paying off the minimum payments obviously but you go on to baby step two and then that's when we really start attacking the debt and this is the step it's not about going on to other step which just let's be honest a lot of us try and do we try and pay debt we try and save this we try and invest this and we try and do this but this is about really taking a, a, a targeted approach and paying off the debt before we move on to baby step three. Oh yeah i mean the amount of times that people have uh, tried to book a one-to-one consulting session with me to do some investment guidance and education mm. and the, you know, one of the first questions i ask them is uh, do you have any debt mm. and then and then they say yes and i thought well uh, i think we need to get rid of that first before mm. we start taking risk of our money mm. uh, i'm gonna say take get rid of your debt look i'm not talking about um your mortgage completely mm. uh but what i'm saying is you need to understand what debt actually is um even if you think you're in control of it you have to understand that the borrower is, you know, uh, slave to the lender. You have to be very mm. careful of that. So, mm. yeah, um, these are baby steps. I think there is a section where you can do them. Um, well, not these ones we've talked about so far. Mm. But as we go through the baby steps, there are some that you can do simultaneously. Mm. But in the very beginning stages, it is all about going from one step to the other and building that momentum. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so we're going on to baby step three, which is save three to six months of expenses in a fully funded emergency fund yeah so step one we talked about uh, a starter emergency fund um so what we've done we we created our starter emergency fund of a hundred dollars sorry a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds we have now uh, the intentional gazelle intents of paying down our debts um and now we've done that we're, we're moving forward we're moving forward and what we want to do now is go back to that starter emergency fund and make it a full emergency fund and uh, dave ramsey says three to six months worth of your uh, expenses now uh here it can be quite um nuance i think i think it's really important to understand your current situation uh whether three months is, is enough for you or whether six months is, is enough for you that's really down to you the individual i would say it's also down to uh the type of job that you do is it a risky type of job uh, you know what does your uh what's the word i'm looking for kind of work safety look like so does it is, is one of, is a job one of those that require you to seek out contracts for example are you a freelancer or do you have a job that you've been been in for the past 15 years um, and the chances are it's not going anywhere remember there is no such thing as absolute job security but you know some jobs are a bit more secure than others um what i would also say as well is that um you remember some people are in couples so mm-hmm. if you were in a couple, you may uh, not need to do the six months emergency fund um, individually. You may need to do three months because uh, if you lost your your uh, your job, for example, you probably can get some support from your partner as well. So all these things considered, um, you can decide to do three months minimum or six months. I would go as far as saying you can even go up to a year, Peter, mm. um, of your expenses, depending again on your lifestyle and of course on on your uh, risk profile. Um, I would say one year is probably the max you should have in just pure cash. And the reason behind that is because once you go above one year, I believe then uh, inflation becomes your biggest risk because it starts yeah. to eat up on your on your savings um, a bit more aggressively. So yeah, yeah, three to six months is great, uh, but I would say you can go up to a year, uh, but you can't go anywhere less than three months. Yeah, and, and I think anything beyond the year becomes idle money. It's, you know, money is a tool and we need to be using it to generate more income in, in the most wisest way as well. But um, yeah, anything beyond the year, in my opinion, becomes sort of idle and yeah. 
should be invested once we pass on that stage anyway. But I would also say, as you said, it's it's all personal to the individual. Um, it's about what's going on wherever you are. So, for example, here in the UK, you know, there's whispers that a recession might be forced. And we all know what happens in a recession when it, you know, increase in unemployment, jobs being lost. So it's really about understanding, OK, if that does happen, you know, can I, how long can I really survive for it? Because sometimes that's, I think, when we're doing an emergency fund, we we are obviously protecting ourselves um, against these risks, but deep, 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 deep down, we don't believe these things are going to happen. Yeah. So we really need to ask ourselves if these, if, if I really did lose my job tomorrow, like what's the situation? Also, are you in probation? If you're on probation, like that's tricky because you you never know what happens. So it's really about just understanding one's own circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what I said about the emergency fund is, um, it is your first line of defense. It is your first line of defense, mm. even before we talk about other things such as insurance products, etc. Um, and you know, you know, a few years ago we experienced something crazy, right? We experienced um a place where many many people lost their jobs during mm. a pandemic. Um, and I've had people reach out to me to say thank you for uh introducing them to the idea of an emergency fund because when mm. they lost their job they were, they were still able to um you know carry on with life because they had a, a fully fledged emergency fund in place wow. um, and that's really really important it, it's one of those things where you don't see, you don't absolutely see the benefit apart from just having cash until you actually need it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been like insurance um I, I speak of times where you know especially as a homeowner things can go you know pear-shaped at any moment the boiler mm-hmm. breaks down if you own a car the car can break down etc oh, don't talk to me about the boiler or car man. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know that's why we, we we aim to have a fully fledged emergency fund the emergency fund is not there to take an extra holiday um on, on, <laughs> i don't know about what you think about this peter but you know there's some people going on holiday is an emergency and i guess there is some truth in that sometimes <laughs> of course i'm so I, I, I can imagine dave what dave ramsey would say if he just heard you say that <laughs> <laughs> so so you know yeah the, the, the emergency fund is not there um to 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 uh engage in luxury or, or leisure activities right um is there why must that emergency holiday be a trip to the caribbean <laughs> a trip to a nice a nice resort you know <laughs> yeah so so oh. remember the, the name is emergency fund and, and that's why it's there um to back you up it's your first line of defense mm. no absolutely absolutely okay man i'm loving these so far man so by now, after baby step three, we we've got that first line of defense. We've got a decent chunk of money for any emergencies um, that come upon us as well. So once we've done that, we've got that emergency fund. We're moving to baby step four, which is invest fifteen percent of your household income in retirement. Okay, I like this one. Um, so he says invest fifteen percent. So he's given uh, the audience a, a guide, a number that they can mm. aspire towards. Fifteen percent is a great number. Many studies have shown that you know if you do invest around fifty percent over a, a investment period, let's say three decades, then you should have enough to retire comfortably. Mm. But I think the key thing is as well, and just to add to that, he says for retirement, right? So that's mm. that's really important to understand in retirement, and I think kind of my uh, reservation or kind of my two pence with this part of the uh, the journey is that I think at this stage, um, even though 50% is a good guide, I think it's important to understand that this is probably the stage where there's a lot of nuance yeah. or there's a lot of uh, things to consider when it comes to your personal circumstances. 
And um, I always say to people, if you if you have a, a net worth of a 250K or, or, you know, you have a lot of cash sitting there, or, you, or even if you just want to, um, I think this is a good time to speak to a, a, re- a regulated financial planner who can mm-hmm. look at your personal circumstances and help you create a, a long-term financial plan. And it could well be mean that uh, depending on what stage you are in life, you need to either invest a high percentage or a lower percentage. So, you know, 50% may make sense for someone who is, let's say, in the late 20s, 30s and has a, a 20, 30 year time frame. But if you are, let's say, in your 40s um, and you are approaching retirement, hey, maybe you need to be investing 20% or 25%, for example. So, yeah, I think it's a good guide. If you, are, if you have followed these steps, let's say, from the age of 20, then it probably makes um, a lot of sense and it's great. But I would say this is probably the time where you have to make a decision. And I think 50% is a great uh, guideline. I think you shouldn't go anywhere below 10%. Mm. Um, and also, um, I think it's important to understand where to invest your money as well. So he talks about 50% in retirement. Um, here in the UK, you're, you're probably he's probably speaking about investing through a pension mm. product, which is the most tax efficient way of investing, which is great. Um, I don't know when he says 15%, if he means 15% of your income, or does he include the taxation no, um, that you get? What's that, Peter? No, regularly investing 50% of your gross income for retirement. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's something, again, to really consider. Um, and here in the UK, we have other types of um, accounts that are also tax efficient, that have other characteristics, like an ISA. And I think in the, in the US, you have like an RRA as well, rather than just a 401k. So... I think, yeah, at this stage, you definitely want to uh, think about what you want to achieve um, and set up your own kind of investment plan, either with a professional, um, with a financial coach or, or learn how to do it yourself properly. Yeah. And and over here um, in the UK, I mean, the, every country has their ways, right? But over here in the UK, that 15%, um, particularly depending on how you're contributing towards retirement, if it's through workplace pensions, for example, that could, it might not be all of your own income, but be topped up by the employer as well. So, and we've done loads of stuff, episodes around that. Um, so do check them out. But um, I, I mean, I like the number, Jacks, around the 15% um, number, but just being aware of you know the the different ways things can actually happen in your country and personal to you as well yeah yeah so yeah i'm i'm i'm, I'm quite happy with the 15 percent. i think that's a very good uh guideline but yeah i think again depending on your age as well i'll say um not just your age but what you've done so far so if you're if you've just come across dave ramsey and again you're like in your in your 40s then chances are 15 percent may not be enough mm. um you probably want to increase that uh and of course a bit more here yeah <laughs> yeah and and also you know there are other asset classes that you can consider so he's not covered for example in investing in in, in battle property um you know that's something you can consider um if you're interested and maybe then you can split the 15 percent into you know things like that so yeah investing is an exciting stage i think once you get to step level four or step four sorry not level four step four um it gets really it gets really exciting i think you know even seeing step four, even if you are at step one, two, or three, it should give you momentum. It should mm. give you something to aspire towards because investing is probably the most exciting part. Uh, but nothing, I don't know about you, Peter, but you know, being able to pay off uh, debt um, and have an emergency fund is the beginning of financial peace. And now we're moving more towards financial independence. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. Once you know that debt we've paid off and you've got an emergency fund, the peace of mind that you feel 
just knowing that yes okay anything that comes my way I'm okay. Um, and it just gives that further momentum to do things like save more towards retirement in in different ways as well. So yeah, absolutely, Jacks, man. Um, okay, so going on to baby step five. And again, um Dave Ramsey is obviously um from the USA, and people might think of it about things in different ways as well. But I do like this baby step, which is um baby step five, and this is save for your children's college fund. Yeah, I, I like this one. I like this one. Um, so as we know, many, many people have children. Um, and you know, uh, especially in the US, uh, student loans behave as, as a, a normal type of debt. Mm. Um, so it comes with a high interest, and so many people rack up uh student loan debt and it really slows them down again, just like normal debt in the US. Mm. Um, so it is important to be intentional to to uh, save towards your children's uh, education because the last thing you want for them is to start their their adult life in debt like you probably did, right? So mm. again, I really like it. I think it's very intentional. Something that I, I preach here in the UK as well, I think is great. I think the only thing I would say on this is um, it doesn't have to be that specific. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you don't have to just save for your, your, your children's education. Uh, college fund per se yeah but you can save money for them for something else right so yeah what i t- tend to tell people pr is uh from the moment your child is born that's the time to open up a, a junior iso account mm. um and then you can start putting a, a, an amount of money um towards the the you know the investment account and it could be 20 quid it could be 50 quid it could be whatever amount you're comfortable with but the key thing is to start early and here in the UK, the junior I said, no one can touch it until the age of, of 18 anyway. So mm. you've got 18 years of compounding to take place, uh, which really, really increases the returns of, of that money. That money really goes far. And then that child at the age of 18 has access to that account. They can decide to do what they want with it. Mm. And with your guidance, you know, you, they can decide to use that for, for university fees. Uh, so we call it university. America call it college, but it's called university uh, for university fees. Um, or they can use it to, to uh, for example, as a down payment for their home, for mm. their first property. Um, they can use it to start a business if they are more on the entrepreneurial side. Or they could continue their junior ISO and, and, and transfer it into a, another investment account and continue investing for their future. Mm. So there are all these options available. And I think if you are from the UK or other places that may not have the same setup, um, then you can consider doing this anyway. And uh, we we here in the UK we don't uh, and well, here on World Finance we don't uh, preach that you should be that intentional with paying down your student loans mm. mainly because our setup here in the UK is completely different. It's more of a tax rather than a um, rather than than a um, a loan. So yeah, yeah, really like it. Yeah, agreed, and and that's why I gave the caveat about bearing in mind Dave Ramsey's from the USA because um yeah our the way we do things over here when it comes to education is a bit different so I do agree that you know whatever you're saving can go towards many things for your child um as well because yeah children are costly in many ways but also for their for their future as well you mentioned around the junior ISA man just put money here and there when it comes to birthdays not enough people do well not in my circle but not enough people do this when it comes to like birthdays we ask for gifts and stuff, but what a gift, a great gift could be, hey, got this um junior ISA account, we're investing for our child. Whatever you was gonna give as a gift, just put the money into these account details, which are the junior ISA. 
I really like that. And that's something I'll be more than happy to do. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And then that gets wrapped away. And then when the child is 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 18 or so, even just a bit older to read and stuff, they can see, oh, uncle and auntie putting money when I was younger and all of that jazz. But yeah, that's yeah. another story. But yeah, I, I love this um baby step. I really do. Yeah. Um, And it gets you, again, financial peace. It's not just about you, you know, experiencing, um, you know, being financially secure it's about who comes after you, your family because yeah it's about every everyone around you in your family your household your future expenses your kids are obviously going to be a uh, part of that as well and giving them the best step um that we might not have had as well so yeah love it yeah and, and i think it's important to note at this stage that uh step four which was investing 50 percent of your household income in retirement mm. and step five which is saving for your college your, sorry your children's college fund uh, kind of should be done simultaneously yes so yes. it's not doing one before the other um uh, is doing both at the same time and i think yep. that, um step level six I keep calling it a level. I don't know why I'm playing games too much. Um, <laughs> step six is also something you could do simultaneously as well. Yeah, which is pay off your home early. Yeah. Now, uh, there are some people that they hear this and they, they I don't know what happens to them. They don't like the idea of paying their home early. I don't, I don't understand. I, I get it. Is. I get it. I get it. But yeah, <laughs> again, I this is about that. achieving financial peace. Yeah. I understand the maths, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I just don't understand why they're so hostile. Um, so step six is pay your um, home off early, pay your mortgage early. The key word there is early. Mm. Again, what we're doing here is we are being intentional with paying off a level of debt. Remember, uh, Dave Ramsey and his business, what they, they really focus on is financial peace and really getting rid of debt. They really be, believe in Solomon's uh, preaching in, in uh, Proverbs that the borrower is slave to the lender. Mm. And uh, in, what we need to do is to uh, break off the shackles. Mm. And I guess what many people say is, hey, you know, we can invest because historically investing more money, um, instead, of, instead of paying down the mortgage, you tend to get a higher return. But I think, you know, we've covered it in other episodes. There are pros and cons of, of investing versus paying down a mortgage. But I think what Dave Ramsey says that I really like as well is, look, once you pay off your mortgage early, that, you know, your income, your net income is your most powerful um, tool for building wealth. And if you can remove any form of expense, you know, which is the biggest one is, you know, your mortgage, mm. then now you can actually focus more on investing. So it's more so, he doesn't say don't invest at all. Of course, we know in step um, four, he says invest 15%. But what he's saying here is if you can pay down, pay down a mortgage and pay it off completely, now you get to decide how much you want to invest, et cetera. But the key thing is not to have that thing breathing down your neck. Hmm. No, man, in agreement. Again, ultimately, this is about achieving financial peace, man um ultimately you know Dave Ramsey believes how can you have peace if you've got debt um and this is about doing that so no I'm 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 all for that and to be honest when I do think of it the idea of paying down my mortgage earlier even if it's 5 10 15 years not even 15 years earlier like wow yeah. And then when you break that down and you do the calculations and seeing how that can potentially be possible, that is encouraging in itself. Um, and then, the, as you said, imagine paying that down and not, not having this expense every month going towards the home because it's paid off. Yeah. What else can you do with that? Exactly. And um, we'll probably like to take this opportunity to also uh, 
mentioned the fact that you know there is this <laughs> really funny thing that they do um i say funny but it's, it's amazing on uh, the dave ramsey show is they have something called a debt free scream oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is I'll it find, i'll be honest when i first came across i said oh my gosh this is cringe this is really cringing me out um, it grows on you but it grows on me <laughs> And maybe one day when I'm completely debt free, I might call Dan Ramsey and I'll do my debt free screen. <laughs> but look, um, so what happens is um, a lot of his listeners and people that have also been on his uh, his course, etc., when they've become completely financially um, not independent, sorry, when they've completely paid down all their debts, um, they come on this on the show and they tell they tell the show. It's almost like a testimony of of how they were able to pay down lots of debt and i think what truly amazes me is um, sometimes looking at the the amount of debt people have managed to pay off and then listening to their stories as to how they managed to do it um it really mm. excites me and, it, and i think what it does for for me and other people watching is it gives us hope that mm. this thing can be done especially when they break down what they've done and one thing i even learned from the show is a lot of the time when there are couples and what you find is when couples come together with with two two people coming together with one intention um, to to pay down the debt, it happens much much faster. Um, and what I also noticed about that as well is often with, with the couples, there's always one person who is more on it, and the other mm. person initially <laughs> is not really interested, doesn't really yeah. want to do it as well until they start to see the momentum taking place. Mm. And then when once they both become aligned with their goal. Um, it happens really, really fast. I've seen things like, oh, we managed to pay off like four hundred thousand pounds of debt in five years, mm. right? Because they both came together and they were both very intentional and gazelle intense about doing that. Andrew and Courtney Hopkinsville, Kentucky, Madisonville, Kentucky, sixty-two thousand dollars paid off in twenty-two months, making eighty-five to ninety-five. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two. One, we're debt free. Yeah. Um. Okay. Before we go into the final um step, which is baby step seven, I'm gonna give a shout out to where we've got some recent listeners um from, and that area is Paris. Oh, Paris, France, in France. Come on, um, come on. I don't know why I tried to do a French accent. That's I know, I was about to say we, we, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've, funny enough, I have a French name. Um, most people that may not know my right. name, it's not just Jacks, it is Jacques. That's my name, J A C K E S. Um, but I have not actually been to France before. Um, right. and it is something that is on my uh to do list. But anyway, welcome to the World Finance Podcast. You are here with myself, Jacques, and the co-host, Peter. <laughs> on, on this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about what we do, because World Finance is more than just a podcast, we do serve here in the community in the UK, head over to www.worldfinance.co.uk. And if you want to engage with us on our socials, we are predominantly on Instagram, that will be at World Finance Team. But I hope you are enjoying and gaining tons of value. Love it, love it. Massive shout out to our listeners in Paris and all over the world, man. Really appreciate it very much. Um, Jerks, the final step, which is baby step seven. And this is, you've now paid off your mortgage. Woo, you've done your debt-free scream. Come on. Now, baby step seven is build wealth and give. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, once you once you've paid off all your mortgage and you know you're investing, you're building wealth anyway, right? Um, but you could be even more aggressive with building wealth now because now you don't have uh this 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 expense that that's consistently taken out of your income. And as he always says, your income is your most uh prominent tool to building wealth. Um, and the, and the second stage there is extremely important, which is the ability to give, to be give generously. Um, keyword is generously as well. And I think from watching his episodes, what he talks about is, you know, if you're able, if you don't have this debt hanging over you, um, and you, you're 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 financially stable and you're financially independent, you can give kind of guilt free because you know that by you giving, you're not about to uh, struggle with what your children are going to eat, for example. So mm-hmm. I really like it, and I think. You know, it, it it also talks about the the spiritual side as well. So so giving is not something we do to boost our ego. Um, it's something that we do because it's a spiritual thing. It is it's something that really um has a spiritual connotation to it rather than it just being a thing that we do for the sake of it. Um, I always say, look, there are people that are quite charitable that give. Um, and you know, we believe you know if you give you will get back good measures, pressed down, shaken together, running over, etc. So um, the people that do give are the people that continue to build wealth. So mm. give and build wealth, they, they actually work together as well. Love it, man. It's more blessed to give than to receive, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. And yeah, in agreement, man, Um, you'll often find the biggest givers up, obviously tend to be the wealthiest in terms of net worth as well. And just wanted to contribute, um, to society in that way as well but no i love that jacks man and there's something about building to be honest whatever stage you are you know where possible where the means are there giving in general it just generates that generosity within oneself um so no i love that man i really do really love this final step yeah 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 yeah. and it's one that many financial gurus actually miss out from what they what they preach and what they teach yeah um, and and this is again what kind of attracts many people to Dave Ramsey uh, because he's following principles that are biblical um and and for those of us that are Christians it, it speaks to us very well absolutely absolutely now man there we have it all seven baby steps from Dave Ramsey which millions and millions of people have followed over the past few decades Jack so we've obviously shared our thoughts uh, I have a question do you think anything might be missing yeah yeah yes definitely i think i think you know there are some things that he doesn't kind of talk about in in terms of the actual steps and but i do think he probably covers it in some of his courses mm. so i think some of the things that could be missing for example is insurance mm. uh, i think insurance should is the bedrock of of your financial foundations um so there's no point investing 15 percent or trying to do xyz if you don't have the thing that bridges that gap um in, in case you know the worst should happen so i think that's something that i would definitely uh throw in there that's at wolf and we have our steps mm-hmm. um and, and and protecting your your wealth is, is one of those things so that's probably one that uh could be could be missing um but yeah i think for me it's just more i think this the fact the steps that he has form a good skeleton yeah a good guide to follow uh but there's more you can do with it uh depending on your circumstances depending on the economy you belong to um, but as I said earlier, and I stick by this, is I've come across so many different uh, financial gurus, whether that's Robert Kiyosaki, whether it's Grant Cardone, whether it's Liv Ramsey Soft, et cetera, et cetera. But I would say his steps and his uh, guidance is the most foolproof. And I know that's why it's affected millions and benefited mm-hmm. millions. 
Love it, love it, man. A massive shout-out to Dave Ramsey. Not that he needs it, but a massive shout-out. And for our listeners that's never heard of him, we do encourage you to, yeah, have a listen for education purposes um, as well. Um, he's also got some books which I've read and have been really good as um, for me anyway as well. But now, Jats, man, that's been really useful just breaking down these steps. We've always said we want to do this episode. So here we have it, man. Any final points on your side before I let you go, man? Yeah, I think, you know, um, anyone that hasn't come across him before, I think it, it's great to get his book. I think the book that I read um, that I really enjoyed of his was, I think it's called A Total Money Makeover. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was one of the books that I read. Um, and it was a great book. Uh, so I would encourage you to have a look at that. You know, we encourage people to read uh, at least one book a month. Um, and if you don't want to read the, the, the actual book in itself, I think um, listening to an Audible is, is definitely something you can do. I've got it on my Audible. So, yeah. Love it, love it, love it, man. There we have it. Dave Ramsey, Baby Steps. Remember all, stay stay woke.